construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. And welcome to the Flagstick Podcast, brought to you by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is a premier Canadian golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country. With over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine, top-tier accommodations, and exquisite culinary experiences, it is, in fact, the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Um, hey, bud. Welcome, welcome in. Back. Welcome in. Welcome back. Scott yeah. McLeod. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. I'm glad we're fun. It seems like, like we're Been always juggling to get a to figure out a recording time. We're always yeah. juggling to kind of okay, we're we're doing it now. Yeah, we missed a week because, and we're going to talk about what you did. Yeah, quickly, we're going to get into that. Um, but you know, and then and then stuff happens during the week. It's like, oh, Scott, how are you, are you good for Friday? It's a it's, kids got a snow day on Thursday. The internet's <laughs> this and that, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, we okay, so we'll do it on Saturday and. Uh, okay, but I can't do it then because I got to take this person here and do this. It's like, oh, life happens, man. Life it does. Happens. It does indeed. It's all good, it's, but we're here now. That's crazy. all that matters. Uh, before we get into things too much, yeah. let me just remind people. Mm-hmm. Remind us. We need to remind you. Make sure that you're following us across all the social media networks: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribing to this podcast on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We really, really encourage you once again to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us and click the notification bell to make sure you don't miss a single episode of Flagstick Podcast, especially the video-based ones that we do uh, post on YouTube. Uh, Like us, like I said, like us, click the notification bell, make sure you don't miss a single episode. And um, we've been good adding, again, some more unique content, and we're going to continue to do that throughout the year. So um, good idea to subscribe to YouTube contests so on and so forth so there you go got my little spit in there my little spit <laughs> um great show uh that we have lined up this week we're going to be talking yeah. with a little interview with greg chambers from the national golf course owners association uh to uh, sort of tee up tee up golf mm. term tee up the um uh, ottawa or the ottawa gatineau golf expo yeah. part of a series of golf expos across the country back in person this year um, and uh, on the back time, we're going to dive into the little Netflix, the Netflix series, um, The Full Swing. Um, yeah. uh, we both had a chance to, to watch it, and uh, we're going to talk about it. And, um, yeah. you know, we're not going to give a whole lot of stuff away because we're sure that most people have not necessarily seen all eight episodes yet. But we're going to talk about it. So spoilers yeah. ahead. Yeah. If you if you want to hear what we have to say, then listen, if you want to keep information to yourself <laughs> until you've seen it all well after you get done the front nine and uh just wait you know go binge watch the rest of it and then listen to the rest of the podcast there you go um scott you just got back from la i did los angeles i i'd like to say it was hot and sunny but it, it was sunny <laughs> they've well, actually got i'm saying something I, anyway i don't know if you watch the weather much or anything but i think they've got a they've got a blizzard warning warning in los angeles county i did right see now that. i saw and that. now it's in the county it's not in la itself no but still but, but not i can what you expect a, no it's the first time i think in 32 years or whatever but um I can tell you when we were there and, and, you know, uh, it was by the good graces of our, our uh, great partner for 
the uh, Flagstick Open Amateur Championship, Adidas Golf, one of our partners there, uh, going down and, and seeing some new products and things like that. But uh, I'll tell you, an hour out of LA, out in the San Joaquin Valley, uh, they had the California Highway Patrol is like leading cars uh, on the roads. Uh, they had suggesting chains for people's cars if they were going out that way. You know, it's on the other side of the mountains there. There's ice all over the road. Oh, uh, we had about 11 degrees was her high. So it wasn't fabulous, but I mean, uh, big wins. So did manage to get one round of golf in and uh, yeah, 11 degrees and 55K wins. It's a good way to start your year for absolutely. Outdoor, well, at, outdoor at least golf. you had this. At least you had a, an ulterior motive for for being right. there, and you didn't. Yeah, you didn't plan a big vacation or something to go no, play no, no, golf no. there and have to deal with that. The golf was sort of a an extracurricular activity. Um, yeah. But l- let's just dive into it a little bit, Scott. Why did sure. why were you there? Uh, uh, you mentioned Adidas, and you know one of our flagship yeah. open partners, longtime partner. Um, you and and a and a small group of. Uh, uh, Canadian media uh, mm-hmm. were invited down there to join some others. And and what was the whole purpose of that? Yeah. So they had a global launch for uh, their ZG23 golf shoe and some of their ultimate uh, 360 product lines as far as clothing and so forth. Um, because it coincided with the Genesis Invitational, the PGA Tour event down there, they're able to get some right. tour players in there. Um, so I had a chance to, uh, do some interviews. Now, unfortunately there were some AV issues, uh, very, it was a, let's say it was a tricky situation for, for filming and I had some camera issues. So I ended up doing some uh, audio interviews, uh, but they're more for written stories. So we'll have some stories coming up. Uh, I spent some time with Colin Morikawa, two-time major champion, uh, Tyrell Hatton, who a lot of people will, will very know. And I'll tell you, he's, he was a very interesting guy and I was a little nervous about that interview, but it went well. Uh, Brandon Wu, uh, Michael Thor Bjornsson, who's currently the number two amateur player in the world. And Lucas Herbert, who won in Bermuda last year on the, on the, uh, the PGA tour. And uh, neat guy. Xander Shoffley was there as well. And the other surprise in the room, which he wasn't there to do an interview, but it just so happened to be there. Uh, he works with Adidas and then uh, his agency, Modest Golf, uh, actually represents Tyrrell Hatton, was Niall Horan uh, from One Direction happened to be there. So, yeah, it was sort of, you know, it's Hollywood, it's L.A. or whatever. But uh, And then I spent some time as well with uh, a number of the team members from Adidas, uh, Sean Madigan, uh, Mason Dennison, just talking about their products, the engineering of the products. And uh, yeah, so there'll be a number of pieces of content that'll come out of that. If people uh, had, you know, if they already subscribed to our YouTube, they might have saw some shorts uh, that were posted up of that. Obviously, uh, some things on Instagram uh, as well, but uh, we'll have some stories and things out of that about the products uh, coming out soon. Cool. And I should mention that the uh, the front nine uh, is presented by Metcalf Golf Club. A natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season may be closer than you think, although if you look outside, not so much right now. <laughs> uh, don't wait to save on golf this season regardless. Buy a membership, join a league, purchase some game packs, and be ready to hit the first tee. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop now. Um, so did you did you get some gear? Like did you get some new gear for that? <laughs> I, I did, uh, did, you, did I, you do some try-ons and some I, I, some, I, I, some testing? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember thing. you did some testing once before with the and and um, and I think it was Adidas then too. Okay, and you had to manufacture. They manufactured rain. Yeah, so that was uh, 
that was la- in the fall when I was at it. So, what is there any warm weather gear that you tested for this one? Given, no, given the actually, situation no, actually, uh, we did get a polo, nice pair of pants. Uh, the biggest, the biggest, no, uh, the biggest thing was the ZG23 shoes, zero gravity. Uh, they're 29, they're 2023 version of them. Nice. Uh, just testing them out, obviously, get a full round of golf in those. Uh, lightweight, high performance shoe. Uh, cool part was during my round of golf, I did play. Uh, I did play with one of their product engineers. So we had lots of uh, in-depth discussions about the shoe design. And, you know, it was more it was more in-depth than, you know, hey, it's a pretty color. Um, there was a lot to it. And it was really interesting to have a discussion about, you know, sort of the compromises that they have to make sometimes and all the different things that go into, uh, you know, creating a shoe, especially one that is going to meet the needs of a tour player, but also, you know, meet the needs of a general consumer as well. So uh, interesting discussion on that. So that was the big thing, really testing. And then, like I said, having a look at, at some of the uh, the latest products as well. So it uh, wasn't a huge, huge one that way, but it was more, um, you know, a lot of information. Like I said, the interviews, uh, unfortunately, I was about 23 or 24 hours into my day uh, <laughs> when we did the interviews. So, um, and they were designed to be sort of five minute interviews and, uh, so I had 10 interviews to do in oh. less than a two hour period with another presentation that was happening in between. And after, you know, after being awake, I think I woke up at like 1230 that day. And um, that was, I don't know, by seven o'clock LA time. So it would have been 10 o'clock back here. So I had been awake that whole time. So um, yeah, as glamorous as people think some of these trips and things might be, yeah, not so much. There's there's some things that have to go into it from a work standpoint. That, uh, but I'm you know I'm not complaining. I, I got a chance to get away from the snow for a little bit, and uh, yeah, so it was a good trip. And thanks to Adidas for that. Uh, Jeff Feltrin, GM there, and uh, everyone else that was involved. Cool, awesome. Um, play junior golf tour. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, we are uh, we are you know going into our, I don't know how many years it is now as the official media partner with, uh, uh, with, uh, play junior golf tour, yeah. really excited to see them celebrating their 10th anniversary season. And, um, I had, uh, I had discussion with the uh, conversation with Chris Veltkamp, the uh, founder and, uh, yeah. and uh, of the play junior golf tour. Um, actually if both our boys, uh, are into, u18 hockey let me, so, let me guess so, it was at a rink somewhere. yeah we met we <laughs> met it at, we met it at the bell senseplex in canada <laughs> ontario there for our meeting prior to his son's game so it was the only yeah. time we we're trying to connect and we kept trying to connect and trying to connect it's like you know what why don't i just drive out and meet you at the rink i mean it's, sure. it's, it's yeah. probably as easy as anything so anyway we we went over some things uh you know discussed some of their plans for this year but uh one of the things he was really excited about was uh was that he was about to get ready to launch the schedule and Lo and behold, as we're here, it is as we're <laughs> ready to to record this podcast. We have the schedule in hand, and yeah. and there's some good, uh, wow, like, great, honestly, venues. some great, awesome venues. Yeah. Um, single day events, uh, yep. you know, which is great, but awesome venues: Rideau View, Black Bear Ridge, Amherst View Golf Club in Kingston, the Landings mm-hmm. in Kingston, Prescott, Trillium Wood, Equinel, Upper Canada, Smugglers Glen, Ottawa Hunt. Tell me that one won't be a sellout. Yeah. Uh, Carlton uh, Golf and Yacht Club and Cataraqua. Yeah, and I know we're still working on some other yep. little things here and there, but this is the this is the initial schedule, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find this schedule uh, at uh, uh, pjgtour.com. 
Yeah. Um, and I believe we also have it uh, posted to flagstick.com if you happen okay. to be frequenting there more often than you're frequenting uh, PGT yeah. tour sites. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a great it's a great schedule. I mean, uh, you know, if you think of it, you know, back in the day when you were a junior golfer, if you got a chance to, I mean, let alone adults, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wanting to play all these events and and looking at the, the lineup of the golf courses, you know, a number of private courses obviously involved there, higher end resort courses, just... You know, again, kudos to the golf courses for having the willingness uh, to host these events. I mean, they're super, super important. We have to remember that, you know, the PJGT, you know, is a continuation. It's it's a 10-year anniversary for Chris running it. Um, and then, you know, it was a, a number of years ago where, you know, he basically took over what was the St. Lawrence Tour yeah. before. So, yeah. you know, the heritage of this tour really goes back longer. And if you start to look and think of the players that, you know, came up on this tour you know the brooke hendersons of the world the matt mcquillans the you know john mills the you know uh, you know these are all players that played on this tour and and had six noah Steele. there's another you know who yeah. ended up winning a canadian tournament um these are all players that have gone carly mayor who just won the interior women's amateur last year 14 we could still play in these events um yeah know, that's true it's these true. are these are all these uh players that have came up via this tour so it's a really critical uh pathway for players to come forward in the competitive golf scene so you know to have these clubs step up is really good um to get people behind them sponsors everybody it is very critical so we don't want to see these tours go away in concert with you know all our other tours with ovga and so forth they're very very important yeah i think if you look at uh, just generally if you look at eastern ontario because that's you know that's kind of our our with flagstick it's our primary our sort of main yeah. core coverage area although we're flagstick.com and everything we cover far 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 beyond just eastern ontario but you know we have the pjgt mm-hmm. we have the ovga events we yeah. have the uh the you know the kevin Haim uh masters um mm-hmm. you know which you know we we have these and then the clubs have their individual junior events yeah. some of them have invitationals and opens not nearly as many as maybe there used to be but but we have these, it's it's so awesome to see this because what this provides for these kids, especially when they're younger, is very, very much needed tournament comp- competition experience. Yeah. And this is something that I know a lot of juniors, um, you know, we'll call them maybe, we'll call them homebodies a little bit. They mm-hmm. tend to stick around their club and play with their buddies <clears throat> as junior members at their home club. And they're generally de- pretty decent golfers, but they don't venture out and it, it it's partly because they don't feel comfortable playing competitive golf and they need to gain the experience playing competitive golf in a much com- more comfortable setting than saying, Oh, I'm a good golfer. I'm going to go to the junior, the Ontario junior qualifier. Yeah. No, you don't, you, you don't want to just, you know, <laughs> cart before the horse people, you don't want to just jump into going and playing high level tournament golf because it's, it is stressful for the kids. There's no question. Mm-hmm. So that's why tournaments like, um, the event that uh, that uh, Jeff James does down at Loyalist. Uh, yeah, the Loyalist the, Showcase. The Loyalist yep. Showcase. Awesome event for junior mm-hmm. golfers because it's a two-dayer, too, that they get that, and it's very loose, but it's it's by the rules, but it's very loose, especially for the younger kids, having the chaperones yep. with them. And then PJGT, you know, single-day events, lots of divisions, great golf courses, well-organized you know, that experience is invaluable, yeah. especially at the young, young age where mm-hmm. they're just getting into it because they can get two or three years of these kinds of things under their belt 
before they go di- diving into Ontario amateurs and things like that, mm-hmm. man, uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I talked about it a fair bit uh, last week. Actually, I put out a tweet and talked about it as far as being a critical part of the development pathway. And, you know, that that tweet was, you know, retweeted, shared, liked by, you know, our national team coaches, our uh, ID coaches, a ton of other people. And, and part of the reason is, as you said, uh, a lot of people obviously are you know, they think of the provincial and national events as being glamorous. So, oh, I want my kid to play there, but there's a natural pathway to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they go and all of a sudden they're put in that situation, it's like taking a 14 year old and tucking them into the NHL. They're not ready for that. Right. Yes, so ask any parent. Yeah, exactly. So, so the thing is, is that this is an important part of the pathway and it was a pathway for those players that I mentioned previously, they need to, to play in these events, get used to playing in tournaments, get used to winning at these tournaments if they're not winning at this level it's very rare that they're going to obviously be prepared to win at a much higher level so mm-hmm. don't just skip a step because it's glamorous this is where you really cut your teeth and get the experience to to know how to be confident how to finish off a tournament i mean it's not easy it doesn't matter what tournament is you know whether it's at this level provincial level national level it's difficult to win and it's mm-hmm. difficult you know you can play well for you know 16 holes out of 18 but it's sometimes you know very difficult to get those last couple holes done so this is where you learn how to Mm -hmm. do that and that will help you as the process forward so don't ignore it so if you're a junior golfer um yes you may have greater aspirations but make sure that you know you consider blending some of these events more at a local regional level into your schedule that basically will make you better so parents don't ignore them and there's great opportunities here keep in mind when we were kids growing up we ate gerber before we ate ribeye okay so um (laughs) ottawa got no golf expo yeah um want to get into this just a little bit uh um because it's coming up um march uh, 3rd and 4th uh this coming week and as we're recording this when you're listening to this, it'll be about a week away. Yeah. Um, but you had a chance yeah. to sit down with uh, uh, Greg Chambers, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, of the National Golf Course Owners Association, and the um, the show director, show yeah. manager, um, and uh, got a little bit of insight there. So before you and I get into a discussion about it, let's sure. let's go and and listen to that interview that you did with Greg, and uh, then we'll come back and and we'll talk about that. So um, Scott McLeod with Greg Chambers from the National Golf Course Owners Association. Ottawa Gatineau Golf Expo interview right here, right now. Take a listen. All right, joining us today, a good friend. We've uh, we've had him on the uh, the show before. He's been on the the six one three golfer previously, and and now joining us on the Flagstick Podcast, Greg Chambers from the NGCUA, uh, here to talk today about the upcoming Ottawa Gatineau Expo. First off, Greg, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, excited. Uh, we're almost there. It's been twenty uh, twenty. It's uh, not to make it a long story, we literally <laughs> were like the last event in Canada. Yeah. Uh, after our show, uh, the country and then the world shut down with COVID uh, one day later on the Monday in March. So uh, we're excited to be back. There's a lot of uh, crazy golfers that have come on board uh, since COVID, whether they're playing more or whether they're new to golf. So we're super excited to be back in person. Yeah, that in-person aspect is certainly something everybody's been looking forward to. Obviously, the online component uh, still available, and and you know it's something that uh, has been you know it was very popular. It was a great stopgap in between, but uh, maybe doesn't have the same tactile experience that we would expect as far as a, an in-person show. That's exactly it. It was uh, it was a perfect storm. Is that we we had to create something because we had all these crazy golfers that wanted more information during COVID. 
they're like, wow, like uh, we took up golf, we're, we're playing more, we need more information. So we came up with the virtual um, golf show and it worked out great um, and great feedback. And then at, every time someone had great feedback, but I really miss the in-person. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait till you go back in person again. And then we had to do it again last year, virtual because of COVID coming back again. Same feedback. This is great. It was a, a great outlet. We were able to do our shopping, get local deals, uh, retailers, but can't wait for the in-person. Mm, so exactly. we're very excited to be back in person where you can start to do stuff now. You can actually, and we talked about before, some activations and some features that you couldn't do online, uh, especially like the demo range and stuff like that. Actually mm -hmm. trying the clubs and actually touching and, and doing stuff. So super yeah. excited. I mean, if we look back here to the history of the Ottawa Gatineau Golf Expo, I mean, 19, I think it was 1996, uh, back in the Aberdeen Pavilion. Um, yeah. That was a long time ago. We were there as far as that show. And that's early on. It's hard to believe everything's progressed this way. But as you said, a lot of excitement, a lot of pent up excitement to, to you know, for the show. Uh, March 3rd, 4th at the EY Center. We should remind people uh, yeah. when that is. And we'll remind them again at the end of this interview. But um, first off, uh, you know, you've got those dates it's the it's the friday saturday uh really you know who's at the show this year who's coming back and and what what do people what should they expect to see great it's uh it's it's more local we have a, a, a few less destinations but a lot more local golf courses which is amazing um and all the feedback again in the surveys uh, from the old in-persons is they wanted more local courses to discover we used to love and when, when i was on the other side you'd always get you know a few shake hands and talking and all of a sudden you'd find out that they thought you know, you were a private course or you mm. were, you know, an hour and a half away. And like, no, no, we're only 20 minutes away from Ottawa. So it's great having those conversations and people exploring new golf courses. Um, probably our bi biggest excitement, uh, we're excited to have back Canadian Golf Course and their Canadian Performance Fitting Center. And that's the demo range. Um, I, I rely on Lee uh, Tamburano, the, uh, uh, the guru over there, Canadian. He's amazing. He works with the reps, uh, his store, the Canadian Pro Shop Online. I believe is number one or number two in Canada retail. It's it's unbelievable. So what he does, he brings in uh, the top brands um, in the country. So we have your Titleists, your Callaways, TaylorMades, Cobras. It's amazing. Um, it's exciting to see them, and it's exciting to see the the wave of people rushing over to hit the newest equipment. So they literally they take over the range and they have the newest equipment right there. You can get fit by your Cobra rep or your Titleist rep. And then you literally head right back to Lee and he orders it for you on the spot. Awesome. So super direct, super awesome. Um, it's not like the old days kind of thing. You know, 20 years ago, you talk about the Aberdeen Pavilion where <laughs> you just walk up, hit a bunch of drivers. Yeah, that felt good. That sounded good. And then they just walk away. Right. Uh, there's a lot more engagement with the reps, a lot more engagement with the uh, Canadian Performance Fitting Center. So absolutely love it. And that's probably been the biggest feedback is that you can do a lot of stuff online, but they really want to get out and hit those uh, new clubs. Yeah. And speaking of uh, equipment, there's unique, a unique feature this year, which, you know, people have to pay attention as far as uh, maybe bringing some of their golf clubs to the show. Why don't you explain that a little bit? Yes. My inside uh, trading move that we got from the Toronto show, which is great. He had an amazing time at the Toronto show. It's called customize your clubs. Um, the feedback he got though, is that everybody that came to the booth didn't really know about it until they got there. And they're like, Oh my goodness, if I would have no, and I would have brought my wedges. So he's doing a wedge customizing. And sure. what it is, is he actually, it's called stamping. And he stamps mm -hmm. on the back of your wedge, um, you know, whatever you want. There's, uh, what's the famous line? The one that he shows online that I may get done is, as I've said it a million times, is that 60% uh, of the time it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and there's different logos and there's different stuff. They also do lasering. He's not going to do lasering at the show. Oh, okay. So burn yep. down the building. Sure. Uh, but you can Good actually, call. you can take your wedges back uh, and putters and then he'll ship them back to you kind of thing. Nice. And it's unbelievable. Definitely check it out. Customize your clubs, uh, believe.ca. And it's, it, it's amazing. We're, we're promoting it a lot because we want people to bring their wedges. I've already yeah, got of course. My, my two Vokies sitting in the car and my wife's two Vokies sitting in the car and we're going to get all <laughs> four done. She's already got what she's getting picked out already. Um, you know, a, a quick question as far as, you know, before we get into some more details of the show, but, you know, in a way is having the uh, in-person show not be happening for a couple of years also gave you a little bit of gap to start to think about the show differently as far as, you know, what it needs to be versus, you know, a couple of years ago and how it's changing with the changing demographic of golfers. Definitely. I think, I mean, and you know uh, where I come from, I've been on the other side for years. Right. Um, and I really felt the show changed, um, right around the time. So God love Carol Ann, uh, when she brought me or I, when I uh, did this job, started this job, uh, she did a year kind of with the golf show with me. And we really talked about making it more like the Quebec show. And it was a big party. I really want it to be a big party. People are coming instead of coming for 45 minutes to an hour, they're actually spending two, two and a half, three hours and making a night of it, a day of it, um, and experiencing everything. So it's not just a bunch of, uh, booths to come and get some information or buy a, your golf for the summer. There's a lot of activations. So we have Golf Ontario is doing women in golf. They're doing free lessons for women. Uh, Todd Kierstead is doing a 10 minute uh, session with people for free. And he's doing a quick video and then breaking down your swing and giving you a quick tip or telling you to go see your local PGA professional. Uh, we have the Ottawa Senators. They're there this year. Uh, they're doing some activations and a promotion. Uh, we have the Brewers Retail, always a great place to hang out, come check out <laughs> your local craft breweries and uh, sample some beer. Um, stuff like that, where you're you're actually engaged mm -hmm. uh, instead of just walking around, um, you know, getting some information and leaving. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the secret to, uh, you know, shows like food and wine shows and things like that. You know, you can't get those things online. So these activations are really what, you know, what the value of the show is more than anything. Uh, even things like the teaching stage and having, you know, the opportunity to sit there and, and interact with, uh, you know, teaching professionals, uh, hear them give their, you know, discussion points, but then maybe afterwards having a little quick chat or whatever with them as well. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing we, we've learned probably, or maybe even just I've gotten better at over the last few years over COVID is people want information in advance. Um, it's great when you show up to the show and you just dive right in and experience everything, but they want to know what's going on. So we have our two uh, things that we promoted well in advance this year. One is our teaching stage and one is our auction. So our teaching stage, we've posted all the, the schedule and who's coming. Um, so we have Todd Kirstead, Tyler Fitzgerald uh, from Carlton, Evan Bett, Swing Fit, and I don't know, Scott, if you know a guy, Derek McDonald. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Derek from rural Ottawa, our 2021 and 2022 uh, PGA Teacher of the Year. So great to have him. We're super excited, super stoked. Um, I, I hear he may even okay. drag me up on stage to be a hand model. Of oh, some nice. sort. I don't know. We'll see uh, <laughs> if I agree to it or not. But uh, yeah, yeah. this is what you don't want to do. There we... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll show the bad and he'll show the good. Um, and that's great. Like you said, that, you know, you've got lots of people that way. You know, the people should really prepare to kind of come, you know, travel around the show see lots of different activations, but also realize that, you know, these things are going on continuously and even, you know, to come back for a second day, if they kind of miss some of the things on the first day. hundred percent. You stop in at the show office uh, on the way out. And if you want a free ticket to the next day, we'll do that for you. 
Um, that's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. We get a lot of people that want to come back to the auction mm -hmm. uh, after experiencing it. Uh, or same thing, they want to see somebody on stage. Um, they want to see the same same teacher again and ask more questions, or they want to see somebody different that wasn't there uh, that they missed the first day. So yeah, stuff like that. So the auction is online now too. Yeah, uh, I was gonna I was gonna ask what uh, what's the process as far as the auction and what should we expect as far as items for the auction? Uh, a lot of local courses, uh, which is amazing. Um, so all the courses in the city that are at the golf show have bought in. Uh, they're donating some stuff. Uh, so two green fees is, is the most popular. Um, and we rattle through. There's two auctions. There's one on Friday night, 645. Uh, there's another one on Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, again, all the items are listed in advance. And again, the eye opener right before COVID was people came with printouts. And mm. they had listed, listed what they wanted and circled and maybe put their maximum price. And they literally bought their golf for the summer kind of thing. So it's great to see that. And it's and it's entertaining. I hate to say it, but it's absolutely entertaining. Listen to people, you know, back and forth and trying to outbid each other. So they're golfers, it's a, it's man. They're the, golfers. It is. And that's on the teaching stage as well. So that's that's one of our key features kind of thing on the Friday night and the Saturday afternoon. And, uh, you know, when we talk about tickets and so forth, how do people go about getting tickets? Uh, what are we looking at for pricing? Let me, let me hear the rundown. Yeah, for sure. So it's on our website. So canadiangolfexpo.ca. Um, you can find us from there, but it's actually forward slash OGGE. Uh, so Ottawa Gatineau Golf Expo. Uh, so canadiangolfexpo.ca, OGGE. Um, but once you land on there, you'll see quickly that you can go to all the different shows across Canada. But there is a virtual component after our show, uh, starting March 6th to 12th, where the main feature is a big auction. We're promoting all the local golf courses across Canada, uh, but there is a large auction. Um, so check out that as well after you come to the Auto Gano show. <laughs> um, so tickets are there. Uh, the tickets this year, we dropped down the price down to $10. So the parking, because there's other events going on, there's no free parking this year. So it's I believe it's $10 a vehicle on the Friday and the Saturday. Um, so what we did is we dropped our prices down from 10 bucks from 14. Uh, try to help people out, make it a little more affordable. We really, to be honest, we're sold out uh, exhibitor wise. We really want to pack the show floor and give the exhibitors what they're looking for kind of thing. And we have so many new crazy golfers in Ottawa and people that want to play more and get more information. So we want to have them all show up. So definitely come check it out for $10. It's super yeah. easy. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do on a, you know, on a March day uh, in, yeah. in Ottawa as far as golf? We're looking forward to being back there, obviously, you know, uh, 27th year, hard to believe, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing the golfers. I know you are as well. Um, yeah, it, it sounds great. Uh, like I said, yeah, just really looking forward to it. We're, we're great to have Flagstick on board again as well. First booth you will see on your left as you walk in. So you guys will be the, uh, the official greeters, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know what? It seems to be uh, I'm getting my voice ready and making sure there's lots of water and stuff like that. Because, you know, one of the great parts is um, this is really about the community of, of golf in the Ottawa Gatineau area. And it is really a great opportunity, not for people just to see booths, and but to see each other and to see, you know, how rich the golf community is. And that's probably one of the best parts getting to see people interacting you know maybe you haven't seen their faces in two or three years at this point yeah and that's exactly it is that uh, and again being on the other side of it um so you know kind of a public tournament uh, heaven course and then also uh, a semi-private golf course i've been i've seen both sides and i've also seen the show and not to have my cake and eat it too but i really want to have every golfer there and every kind of golfer so you have your beginners that are checking out we have two large retailers um, they both offer different stuff. Um, one is kind of offering more of the high end last year's models, 
Uh, so you can get your, you know, the greatest, newest thing kind of thing from last year. And then we have kind of the liquidators that does different stuff as well. Clothing, shoes, all that kind of stuff. So we want the, you know, the private course member that wants to come out, check out what's new out there, but also maybe look at destinations or look at stay and plays at different places, but also the beginner golfer that just wants to learn about what courses are here in Ottawa, uh, maybe pick up some balls, pick up some shoes, uh, different stuff like that. And really you, you talked about it, the whole golf community. Perfect. Great. Well, uh, thanks, Greg. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll see you on uh, March 3rd, 4th. Okay. One more plug before we go. Is sure. I the, sorry. I got to mention the Ottawa Golf 10,000 putting challenge. Oh, yes. Yeah. $10,000 putting challenge. Uh, everybody coming to the show with your ticket, again, um, kind of a value added. Everybody gets a free putt this year. So for the $10,000 putting challenge put on by Ottawa Golf, mm -hmm. uh, there is a chance that if you're buying a ticket uh, at the uh, putting challenge uh, to play for the $10,000. Nice. Well, so there you go. Definitely have to check it out. Definitely have to take a chance. Everything golf and some opportunity to win uh, 10K. You can't really beat that, can you? 100%. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Right. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for having me, Scott. All right. Awesome. There interview. you go. Awesome Everything interview. you need to know. Well, he's, it's a good interview. He's get he's Greg is getting better and better. He's, he's getting he's, definitely yeah. he's getting getting more comfortable with it. That's for sure. Put a microphone in front of the guy along that for a number for a, <laughs> a number of years, and sooner or later yeah. you become somewhat of a professional. Of it. But yeah, no, really good, really uh, yeah. uh, good discussion. Um, I'm kind I am kind of looking forward to it. I got to be honest Same. with you, like straight up off the top, you know, cards on the table. Um, no Pinocchios here. Uh, I'm I was still I'm still a little skeptical, but. I was very skeptical, uh, very sort of hesitant jumping back into the in-person and not because of COVID or getting no, no. sick. No. Realistically, it's a trade show. Sure. COVID or not COVID, um, people get sick. shake enough hands, stand in front of enough people, there's a really yeah. good chance that you're going to get sick. Yeah. So, so just put that aside. It's not about that. It's just about the appetite for something that has been gone for so long. And, you know, two years is not, not three years, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not a long time, but it's, it's, long, a long it's a long enough time in this industry yes. to change the mindset and the mm. interests and the habits of the consumer. Yep. So what, you know, and I know the Toronto Golf and the Toronto Golf Show just happened, and I know the discussion is kind of mixed about that, saying, you know, they had lots of people. Mm -hmm. exhibitor numbers were down a uh, variety of exhibitors were down a bit so what does that mean to the consumer that if there was a lot of people and there wasn't as much or as good a experience as there was prior to COVID and all that yeah. do they come back next year mm. does Ottawa potentially suffer the same the same well, fate I, I, or I, you know yeah. is it going to be better I'd say there's a couple things that uh, are notable uh, and Greg didn't get into it specifically because he wasn't trying to throw Toronto under the bus or anything this way but um, Toronto didn't have a high level of golf courses involved uh, mm -hmm. where I'd say the Ottawa numbers are actually almost double 
as far as the number of golf courses, just me okay. looking through it. Uh, and the other side of it too, as you probably heard in the interview there, um, there's definitely a refocus on activations. Mm -hmm. There's a refocus on the in-person experience and how that has to change, which is something we've talked about over the years. Many, many and the times. fact that, you know, wine and cheese shows are successful because people go there to taste the wine and cheese. Mm -hmm. um, they're not just reading about wine and cheese on the internet, going in person and finding out information in person about the wine and cheese. It's actually the experience. So uh, as Greg mentioned there, you know, there's definitely a greater emphasis on activations and working more towards that. Is it going to be perfect this year? Nothing's ever perfect, but that's where they're working towards between the range, teaching stage, lessons, brewer's alley, all the different things that would make it better for a person to take the time to be there in person rather than going, eh, I can get that information online. So I guess that's, and that's, that's, a good, that's, that's a good direction. It's always the thing. It's like in the past, you know, we had the seminar stage, we had the driving range where people were able to try the equipment. It was always the same six manufacturers uh, on the range. Uh, we had the, the, the craft brewery area. Um, we had the, you know, in the past, the kids areas and stuff like that had become less and less, um, you know, interesting or exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the silent auction areas and things like that. So, so I'm curious to see as a, as a consumer, I'm curious to see what, what it, what the experience is like when I come back, like, are you, are you doing everything that you can to, to win me over, get mm -hmm. my interest, keep my interest for, you know, two or three hours. Like that's yeah. ultimately, I'm not paying $20 to go to a trade show so I can walk around for a half an hour, 45 minutes. And I can tell you right now that it's going to be a different, my opinion, again, I can't, it's all opinions because it hasn't happened yet. Right. I don't think that as many golf, I don't think the offerings from golf courses is going to be quite the same. It mm -hmm. could be a little bit different than in the past. Yeah, I, agree. I don't know that you're going to see yeah. as lot, a lot of the really, really deep cut two for ones and things like no, that. No, I think you're going to see more packages, mm -hmm. um, whether they're at some places having stay in plays like Smuggler's Glen. Mm -hmm. um or even Renfrew, you know right. places yep. like that quebec side whatever um but i i think you're going to see more packages from golf courses where they you buy you know 10 games 20 right. games yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not just a giveaway and yeah. i and i think that's the natural evolution of things i think yeah you know always. no matter what it is even without the uh multiple year gap in there Things are definitely involved as, you know, as I said in the interview with, with uh, Greg and talking about, you know, having some time to rethink the show, mm -hmm. it's obvious that they did. Now, again, you know, can you snap and make it perfect and the best show ever right away? That's nope. always hard. That's always hard to do. It's impossible. Yeah, but can you, can you try to make it better than it was before? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's the gauge of success more than anything that, you know, you're trying to get a golf community together as yes. we talked about in the interview. Um, yeah. And that, that's the whole thing. And if you do enough things and you bring the community out, people get to see each other, get to experience some things that they find value from the show, mm -hmm. then it's a success. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it's about, you know, it's the same thing as when we talk about, you know, we run golf tournaments. Right. Okay? And when we run a golf tournament, it's, it's about, it's about the venue. Mm -hmm. It's about the way you set the course up for the tournament to make it competitive, playable, exciting for the players, um, and fair. It's about the extras. It's about, you know, what's involved in the meal. 
Um, you know, is it is it like a burger and fries? Is it you know, is it how much is it is does come into play? But at the end of the day, if you can combine a good registration package with a great golf course in great conditions and a decent meal and a mm -hmm. decent prize table for those that are in the prize table, but if you make the tournament about everything except what you win for winning, and then make that experience like something that they've, they're not going to experience anywhere else, but having your name announced in the first TS, lots of tournaments do it, but then having the custom T markers on every hole and having the rules officials out there and having more than just one, having like four or five rules officials out there, you know, spotters, custom flags, like all of these little tiny things that don't, I mean, yeah, they cost money, but when you're running a tournament, they don't cost a ton of money to give the players that all those little tiny things add up. Yeah. So every dollar adds up to a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's all of the little things totaling up to one big thing. And if the golf expo can do the same thing, give a whole bunch of little tiny experiences within the show that add up to one really big, great experience from a 20 bucks. Like that's what it comes down to is like, I don't need to get free golf at every booth I go to. I don't no, need no. to be able to buy a two for one. No. And, every no, and, people are, and if people are expecting that, then they're they're asking too much. I think. Well, they are, especially especially now. I mean, it, it's a different it's a different era of of golf right now. Things have mm -hmm. changed a bit, and since the you know since three years ago before COVID, things have changed. You know, the demand is a little bit higher, costs are a little bit more, but costs costs are more, but costs are in line with what they should have been before in the first place. Right. I guess that's you know we always mm -hmm. said that golf in the Ottawa area was always far less expensive less expensive than everywhere else yeah. um we were never in line with what the industry was should should have been asking for we're more in line with that now and i think it's a comfortable number for most people i don't hear a ton of complaining about prices um you know i hear more about complaining about availability so mm -hmm. you know they kind of do go hand in hand i think it's going to be interesting and exciting i'm very excited to see obviously in talking about this we're going to be there um yep. we have a we booth right near the front entrance when you walk yeah. in as greg said we're we're almost the official greeters because we're right there <laughs> you'll not be getting a shopping cart from us though yeah so no, no. um you know we're going to be there what are we going to have for you when we get there well you know it's a little different not having a magazine to pass out to everybody when we walk in but uh what you'll get from us is us i mean and really what more do you need um <laughs> this guy and this guy uh... over here at the entrance let's, talking let's golf, not ask our they, wives that <laughs> yeah so there you go um yeah. you know we might have a little something uh there for uh you know for you know might have some head covers or something there to sell yeah, for people uh sure. we've got some custom head covers that we yep we might uh, make available we might and, have some information uh, on some other things oh, we got lots know. of information of it we'll have lots of information for him we yeah. might talk we might divulge some stuff we haven't decided yet we do have some things in the works we There's do something in the works but we're not telling you yet. No. So tough. Sucks to be you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Maybe we'll make a YouTube announcement about it. And the only <laughs> way we should do a live to... there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. my God. All right. Um, okay, man. Oh, awesome front nine. Um, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to the discussion we have in the back nine where we're going to, we're going to come back and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the new Netflix series, the PGA tour Netflix series, the full swing. Um, but uh, that in the back nine, after the break, stay with us. We'll be right back. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. 
not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on Island Time. Golf Prince Edward Island. All right, and we're back on the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Water and Scott McLeod. And uh, we're going to dive into our back nine. Our back nine is presented uh, this week by Golf Sim Gurus, as it has been for quite some time. Thank you to them. Work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. Uh, all right. This is exciting. Mm. This is kind of an interesting topic. I don't know. I don't and, know where this is going to go. And this is a popular topic. I think it is. I think there's a lot of podcasts that are talking about that. Yes. And obviously, everybody has their own opinion on it, but it's something we've been talking about yeah. leading into it. And now it's finally here. So here it is the PGA Tours Netflix series, mm-hmm. The Full Swing. Yeah, and we should say it's the Netflix series covering the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's not true. owned by the PGA Tour no, or anything, no, 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 anything like no. that. So, yeah. Um, they've done eight episodes are complete. Yeah, so season one. call it season one. Uh, and, um, you know, we talked about it before. You know, we talked about, okay, are, are we going to watch it? Are you not going to mm-hmm. watch it? Um, we said we were going to watch it. Obviously, we're going to watch we did. it. It'd be stupid yeah. not to watch it to see, at least sure. see what's going on. But, and I was, I, I think my, specific statement about it was um i'll like it if they open the door Mm. and and show us show us like really show be transparent uh with Mm. the episodes like don't don't (laughs) don't make it a big promo for the pga tour you know i didn't want to see that i wanted to see some i wanted to see some some goodies i wanted Mm. to see some you know some really open um okay so what so what's your general and again, like, you know, this is obviously subjective. These are our own personal opinions of what we like, didn't like, or whatever. Yeah. How did it meet your standard when you're talking about what you just said? 50-50. Um, okay. When it comes to the episodes, eight episodes, I would say four of the episodes, um, I felt I, I was kind of uh, sucked into a little bit. Okay. And four of the episodes really didn't do much for me um like i mean they didn't they were okay and and without getting into specific subjects and we can we can in a bit why did those suck you in and the other ones didn't because the ones that didn't suck me in were kind of i guess maybe because it didn't what was what what they talked about did not surprise me so it didn't interest Mm -hmm. me so right off the bat, I mean, just being specific about episodes, right off the bat, episode one almost lost me for the series, except mm-hmm. I was going to listen to it anyway, because everybody knows that Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are best Our buddies. Boys. They play yeah. golf. They're, they're, they're buds. So nothing about any of that yeah. other than flying on private jets and, and <laughs> you know, living yeah. the life of, of kings. Yeah. None of it did anything for me. Like, you know, nothing. Uh, I know that they're, I know that they're buddies off the course and they, and they, they both want to win on the course. Woo. Thanks for sharing some insight that I didn't already know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So frenemies. Yeah. I guess they frenemies, but really, do you think. Is is, is this the sort of challenge though? I mean, and and I think you're right. This first episode really, really established some things that are, you know, divisive about the series and the Mm -hmm. fact that, it is season one. Mm-hmm. 
Netflix is obviously trying to reach a certain audience, yes. but the audience here is very diverse between the diehard golf person, media person, person that's around the game versus the, you know, general consumer, maybe somebody who doesn't pay attention to golf all the time. And I can tell you, I talk to people all the time and I, you know, I make assumptions that they know about certain things, but they don't because they just don't pay attention to it or they don't watch golf or whatever. Is that one of the challenges though, of doing a show like this? Because, you know, trying to make it a, yeah. a, de- a deep in the weeds documentary is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all of a sudden you, you lose people because it's like, Ooh, it's like, you know, it's like me getting into the weeds talking about TrackMan data with somebody when all they need to know is something really simple. So the hard part here is the balance between telling you stuff that you didn't know, right? For for the person who's yeah. a, an avid person and partly, and then educating, I guess, the non-golfers much, which is partly why what we saw during the series, there's a lot of what we call anchoring in the series. And uh, they used Amanda Bellionis, Amanda Renner, yeah, to, to do a bunch those, of that. The cut and all that stuff right. constantly, that, which, ex- which drove me nuts. Like, honestly, yeah. As a, as a right. golfer, yeah, yeah. as been in the in the golf business and in the industry, like right. that just kind of like, what? I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I get you're trying explaining to get that non-golf the, yeah. intro. Explaining attitude, all the but, different terms. And but it was like repeated work. every episode, too. Yeah. And it was like, well, okay, they, you know. Yeah, but they, the thing is, they moved on to other terms and stuff like that. But it was still part of it that they anchored back to. So that showed me right away that, okay, maybe this series is not for me. Maybe this series is not for, um, you know, the avid golfer. Although you yeah. think that would be the target audience. Uh, I so, would think that your I, avid golfer, the, the guys like you and I, and maybe mm-hmm. not you and not you and I, because we, we, a lot of what goes on in these yeah. are things that we're privy to a lot of that right. anyway, being in the media yeah. and being around these guys off the golf course, maybe a little bit more than some. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we're completely in the dark about what was in these these episodes mm-hmm. um uh, but for the average golfer who doesn't mm-hmm. have that behind the scenes who hasn't had a chance to sit and have a a coffee with a pga tour pro after a round of golf like or just yeah. a general like i can see how this would be yeah uh somewhat interesting i think it's interesting how they who they chose as sort of their two focal points pretty much for each because it was, mm-hmm. was kind of like two guys yeah. Um, you know, for most of the episodes, um, the Brooks Kepka uh, <laughs> episode, I, I'll tell you this, uh, the end of that, since, especially since it was episode two after the one, yeah. that, you know, almost lost you. It was um, a little bit different for sure. It was, it was much better. Um, and I, I'd say that it exposed, and, was, and you know what exposed is really bad because it's not like, it's not like he did something wrong. No. Um, I think revealed. it opened. Revealed. Yeah, it revealed a little bit about him that I think I expected. Mm. Um, there's just a real confident arrogance about that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the end of that episode was kind of very telling for me <clears throat> because of the whole live golf thing. Right. And it was like what I felt like at, in that one at the end of the day was I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. felt. I felt like I felt like you know I can't <laughs> well I can't look. I'm missing cuts. Guys like Scotty yeah. Scheffler are out there shooting these numbers on a weekly basis. I used to be there. I can't be this. Like boo freaking who? Yeah. I'm sorry, but boo who? You're yeah. you're the one talking about you know back in it when you were winning all the time that 
when I teed up for a major championship, I feel like there's only 10 guys I have to beat. Well, great. You yeah. can't even beat a hundred guys now. So what do you do? Yeah. You take your ball and you go over to live and you take a whole whack of money right. and then you go and you, you play. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you play. You're still making hundreds of millions of dollars. So great, mm -hmm. great on you. That's awesome. But yeah. that's what I got sort of out of an episode like that was like, yeah. okay, I'm not playing as well as I used to. Look at how well everybody else is playing. Yeah. I can't compete anymore, so I'm going to go over here and take millions yeah. of dollars. Like that's I, what... here. Here's the thing. Subject aside, I mean, I looked at. I, I was looking at this whole series in a number of different aspects. One, I was trying to look at it from the perspective of that, you know, that golf interested person, but not the avid person, and not not somebody in our end of the pool. Um, I was looking at it of, okay, what would a beginner think of this? They're probably like, wow, wow, this is really cool. There's all stuff I've never seen. So mm -hmm. obviously it's going to appeal to them. But I was also looking at the storytelling and how that went as well. I mean, I'll give them lots of credit for their editing and the process of editing and putting these together. They got a lot of footage and it's really complicated to try to dig out some narratives in this. And it's really, really difficult also to pull out some narratives that are somewhat original Yes. Did they miss on some? Yes. Um, did they hit on some? Maybe. Um, I think it leads itself up to this being the base for something better mm -hmm. um, as we look ahead, because if all of a sudden somebody has watched, you know, this first and this first series, this first season, and they've got their basis of where they want to go. Yeah. I think then maybe it has that consumer a little bit more educated so that they can dig a little bit deeper in, in season two. And mm -hmm. it gives them, a, it also gives them a gauge. I haven't had a chance to talk, talk to Chad Mum, who's the executive producer, and he's been doing the rounds as far as interviews. But I'm sure if you asked him, he would probably say that, you know, he's now got a better idea of what maybe, you know, the viewer wants. Yeah. And has an idea to go forward, but yeah, and looking at these ones, I, I'm I'm right in line with you. Likes, dislikes, some stuffs, but and that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I didn't ex I didn't expect you know I didn't expect it was going to be a lot of off the record stuff. A lot of I mean there was a you know they threw in a few f bombs, a few a bit of locker chat, you know a little bit of insight here and there from you know spouses and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it just it it went about as far as I thought it was going to go. It, it did, and I think it's a good I think it's a good starting point. It was it gave me enough that I'm willing to watch season two if mm -hmm. a season two comes, which I'm sure it will. But it is. They're it, already it gave filming. Me, yep. It gave me enough that I would I will not say that sucked. I'm not wasting you know another right. twelve hours of or you know eight hours ten hours of my time. Yeah. Um, it gave me enough that I'm going to be willing to sit down and binge watch it again. Cause that's how I have to watch stuff like mm -hmm. this. I got to watch it all at once. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting so too. And talking to some of the players, I mean, I had a chance obviously to talk to, uh, Colin Morikawa about it and being involved in it. And, you know, he was very straightforward of saying it was pretty weird. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it was weird to have, you know, cameras filming during breakfast and whatever. And he, he, he obviously, they don't know what they're going to use from a footage exactly, standpoint yeah. and going forward. Um, but you know, he said that there was a lot of players that were hesitant because they didn't know how things were going to be betrayed. So there's probably more likelihood that, um, would see players that would be more in agreement for season two. Yes, after seeing so. season one, 
in hoping that you know they wouldn't be digging any deeper than that yeah but i'm not it's not like i'm expecting you know tiger to sit there and sign up for this you know that would be the no. biggest coup but even then even if we got tiger i'm sure they would never get any details that are any juicier than anything we've ever heard about him anyways well yeah his life's been pretty much an open book forever so i don't i don't i mean aside from him what he has for breakfast and stuff like that yeah. i don't really think it's going to reveal a whole lot more than what you know what we already know um what i would like to see and this is the only thing that if i can give them a piece of advice which i'm sure they're not going to listen to um but i want to see a little bit more um opening the uh opening the doors and let me look at the wizard uh which is the pga tour i want to see a little bit more behind that curtain um the the tour itself not yeah. just the players like the players that's fine but i want to see I a little bit more i don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that because i don't I think, think so either but that's what i want to see i know I, wanna... I know but i think what's happened is that you know they're 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 having it's a character driven show yes and, and you know it's not a documentary um maybe there's room for that but i don't think the pj tour is going to really open up the books and allow a lot of you know forensic documentaries no, and I don't somebody will to have see to that. do that independently i just, I just like I to see a little bit that. more about what goes on behind the scenes of of an event like show me uh, a little okay. bit of that side of it maybe a little bit mm -hmm. of the the rules officiating stuff like mm -hmm. let, give me a little bit more of that sort of dirt yeah um cuz that is what you get when you watch the f1 series Right. Um, which I've watched a number of. Yeah, I, I they get don't it. just get focus it. on the players. They also right. focus on the teams mm -hmm. and they also get into the stewards, the ones that yep. are making the race decisions and things like that. Like yep. they get into a little bit of that back behind the scenes stuff. I yeah, want to so see a little bit more of that. So you're saying I don't want to see what's happening at, uh, you know, at, at headquarters. No, I, not necessarily. I want to see the other operations. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think the uh, a little bit more time in the tour trucks. Yeah, the equipment that's, side that's of things. what I want to see more. Yeah, of. the operations and stuff like that. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, even even from a TV broadcast standpoint, you know, jump, jump in the trailer, see how that works, see how these yes. players integrate with what's happening there. So I, th I think you're right. I think. You know they've got the base here. They had a limit as far as probably what they were going to do from an hours standpoint. Who knows? They might have put out some supplements to this. Maybe they, you know, they probably did some capture a lot of that or something footage. Like that. Yeah. Maybe they've got a lot of stuff that they could actually put out something as a supplement to this this yeah. series. But I, I I I agree. If they're going to really grow the story and get maybe people attached with what happens out on the tour, it's about more than just the characters. Mm -hmm. And I think even the players would be more comfortable with that because it's. It's not just focused on them right it's focused mm -hmm. on what happens out on the tour whatever the tour may be i don't i don't exactly. really care obviously they dive into you know live very lightly in in this uh, series um but you know there's also corn fairy there's every other level or whatever but i agree i think the whole picture which is what they do you know yeah. drive to survive uh, I think that whole picture is something that was maybe missing from here yeah. that could really supplement and really attach um the non-golfer to it because you're right you know the general person that's watching pg tour golf they hear a lot about this stuff they hear a lot about what's happening mm -hmm. with these certain players maybe not the depth of details that we saw in this series but some of those things do come out and they are out there it's not like there was a lot of big revelations with it within no, the no. series but i think you're right if all of a sudden it's supplemented with 
all the different other things that we see when we're out at a tour mm-hmm. event. Yes. Uh, and we're not talking about, you know, media guys sitting in the room having extra, you know, cookies and, and, and a beer at the end of the week. Uh, we're just talking about the life around the tour and everything that's involved with it. I, I, yeah. I think you're right. That that might get, make it more appealing and more interesting. And to the people that are curious about that, that don't mm-hmm. get to see that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my take. Okay. Uh, and, one last yeah. thing, though. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, there's a number of players and things that are involved in. Is there a certain player that you feel that you found out more about in this show? Um, I mean, maybe maybe the the maybe the Matt Fitzpatrick one, uh, mm. the Matt Fitzpatrick DJ one was kind of uh, was interesting. Um, okay. I felt. Um, I don't know what DJ. I've never, never <laughs> been a big DJ fan to begin with. D- I've DJ said he this. hasn't even watched it, and he's not planning to. So I, I don't know what it is about him that just, it just. I, I think that that's a guy that, and especially having watched this now, yeah. I think that's a guy that that uh, of all of the people that were talked about and all the people that were pushed in around the whole live thing, I think that's a guy that just really doesn't care about the PGA Tour. I, I don't, I don't. I think he did his thing. He won his majors. I don't think he cares about his legacy. I don't think he cares no, about. I think he cares about money and 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 just living the life. I yep. he, you know married to Gretzky's daughter and everything like that whole. I think he yep. just. I think his. I think his PJ Tour career in his mind is behind him, and yeah. he's moved on to another chapter, and he doesn't yep. really even care to look back. I don't yep. think he's like some of the other ones that worry so much about the world. I don't think he cares if he plays another Masters. I don't think he cares if he plays. You know, he can always qualify for a U.S. Open if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do I think he ever go to a U.S. Open qualifier to get in if he's not getting in on his on his ranking? No, I don't. I don't. And that's that's when you know someone doesn't care. Like mm-hmm. if you really cared about your legacy and playing majors, you'd do whatever yeah. it took to get in. That's them. but that's perfectly you know? fine. I mean, it is fine. I, he's, I could care less, but he's he's honest at least as far as his yeah. motives and things. He's not he's not making it out to be something that it's not. He's just what he is. That might be disappointing for people that wish for more out of them. Yeah. Um, but I think on the flip right. side of that, the Max Fitzpatrick, an- yes. Fitzpatrick angle, that's a guy that's freaking motivated. Right. He Which is want, kind of he good. wants champions. He's See, the that, opposite of yeah. what where DJ's at in his career. DJ is at the other end of his career. And I had this argument with. And that's you know, why with, it was a perfect episode. Yeah. I had this right. argument with my brother. The other day, because I said, you know, DJ, you know, is on his way down. And, and he's like, well, what do you mean? DJ's on his way. I said, I said, look at the rankings before yeah. DJ went to live, where yeah. he was positioned, where he is now. Like, it was DJ's already his career, still an outstanding golfer. Sure. If he course. played in a P- on the PJ Tour, he would still be competitive. Yeah. But he's not he's not the next. He's yeah. he's the way he's the one going out. I, I, um, I think you're right, and I think that's why it was probably the episode I liked the most because I th- because I think it was contrasted perfectly in the fact that you know yeah. and and American Dream's great title because you know Fats Fit, Matt Fitzpatrick on his way up, mm-hmm. uh, trying to reach those American yeah. dreams and achieve those. DJ already got what he wanted. 